Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Thank you, Pastor Greg. Happy Easter! How are we? Doing good. Hey, there was one announcement. The there's a four-wheel drive trip happening tomorrow. If uh, you're interested, go and see Rob or Troy after the service. I think they're going, well, they will be going bush somewhere. And also, I think it's an 18th birthday in the house this morning. Happy birthday, is it Anika? Which one? Angelina. I always get you mixed up. Angelina, happy 18th birthday. This is all for you this morning. It's not. It's for Jesus. Um <laughs> Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, if you are visiting uh, from out of town or this is your first time in church for a while, we just want to say a big hello, a big welcome to Bay Life Church. And it's great for you to celebrate Easter uh, Sunday, Resurrection Sunday with us. We do have uh, a uh, hot cross buns and we have coffee. Pretty good coffee um, outside. After, it's good. It's good coffee. It's amazing coffee after the service. And uh, um, the kids are going to have an Easter egg hunt. So if you're in the room and you are under the age of 18, uh, no, under the age of what? Is, kids Church 13. Good. Kid, uh, Easter egg hunt is happening. So make sure you go. All the, eight, all the uh, youth kids run out the door. Easter egg hunt. Hey, but this morning is... Resurrection Sunday, and um, I've got a message for us this morning that I want to encourage us in, and the title of my message is, Now We Can Have Relationship. Now we can have relationship. You know, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ every Sunday, right? We do. Every Sunday we come to church, we celebrate the resurrected Christ, or we wouldn't be here. You know, this, you know, today is the only reason why we turn up to church every Sunday, and it's because Jesus rose from the dead, amen? If Jesus was still in the grave, I would still be in bed, right? If, if Jesus never rose from the dead, if he never rose from the grave 2,000 years ago, we would not be in church today. He just would have been another guy that lived, another guy that called himself the Messiah, another guy that said, hey, I'm going to be the king of the Jews. But hey, do you know what? He's the one who came through. He's the one who proved it. He's the one who rose from the grave on the third day and is alive today so that we're in church worshiping him. You know, and I know and I believe because of that, the church is still going to be full 100 years from now. That we're still going to be praising God, worshiping Him for the victory that He claimed for us on that cross. You know, because of this day, we receive eternal life. Eternal life, which is that we live forever. You know, the Bible says that if, if we make this decision to ask Jesus Christ into our life, that we have a promise because Jesus rose from the dead of eternal life in heaven with him. Amen? And that's exciting. That's so amazing that, that that is a phenomenal promise that we have. You know, the grave is no longer final, but it's Jesus. He rose from the, he rose from the grave so that we can be in relationship with our creator. You know, today, as I said, my message title is Now We Can Have Relationship. Because before the resurrection, it was impossible 
to have a personal relationship with God. It was impossible for us, it was impossible for anyone to be good enough to have a personal relationship with our God. Because of sin, and because of sin, Jesus had to die. You know, this is, this is something that I think that because we have forgiveness now, I think that we, we forget that sin cannot just be forgotten about. Sin has to be paid for. And the sin that was paid for on that cross by Jesus Christ now allows us to have a personal relationship with Him. And because He rose from the dead, He was victorious. That means now that every day, every single day, it's not once a year, it's not every now and again, every single day that we can have this amazing, life-giving, personal relationship with the Creator that created you and created me. Amen? Amen. Well, this morning, what I want to do is I want to, um, I'm going to read John 20, and I've broken it into, into three chunks, John 20, uh, 1 to 18, and this is the, the recount of, of, the, of the resurrection, of, of the empty tomb. And I want to pull a few thoughts out this morning for us and encourage us in this personal relationship that he has for us. Is this okay? All righty. Hey, you can talk to me at church. It's okay. We're not at school. All righty. <laughs> John 20, if you want to turn to that. It says, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Mag- Magdalene, went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Just picture this scene for a second. Jesus was crucified. He was put into the grave. And then this lady, Mary Magdalene, came and he was gone. Like, we hear the story every year, I get it. But just imagine that for a second. (laughs) He was gone. (laughs) He was no longer in the tomb. So Peter and the other disciple started from the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outrun Peter. This other disciple is what they believe to be John. And reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but they did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen laying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in, in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. I just want you to picture this scene for a second. Alrighty, so there's this crazy woman that runs up to the disciples and goes, Jesus is missing. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. They're taking him. You know, the, the, most of the disciples went, what is this? What is she talking about? What, 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 do, what do you mean he's gone? What are, you, what are you talking about? 
And Simon Peter, and as I said, that what they believe was John, who, who's the author of this book, who, who calls himself the one who Jesus loved most. He's, you know, pretty sure of himself. Um, but they start running towards the tomb. They're, they're, they're sprinting towards the tomb. Alrighty, so John gets there first, and he looks inside, and then he doesn't go in. Now, Simon Peter just runs straight in there. He's like, I've got this. What is going on? And they saw the linen and, and the cloth laying there, undisturbed in the tomb. And, you know, this, this word... This word saw that they're talking about here is not the, is not the normal Greek word for saw, which is, which is blepo. But the, this word saw that, they're, that they're, they're using right now, it's actually a Greek word, and that you're going to recognize this. It's theoreo. And it's where we get the word theorize from. And, and it's to look intently into getting an explanation for what's going on. So basically what's happening is that these disciples run into the tomb going, what is going on? They turn into detectives. And they're like, I have no idea. Why is Jesus not here? You know, they would have been thinking, well, this wouldn't have been grave robbers. Because if they were grave robbers that stole Jesus' body, they wouldn't have left the most valuable things in the tomb with the linen and the cloth and all the spices and the herbs that would have been all over his body. All over the all over the, the linen there. They wouldn't have left that. That was the most expensive part. They would have taken that with them. And they would have been thinking, well, it wouldn't have been the disciples, because we've been with them, and you know, if anyone was gonna do this, it would have been Peter. And 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 he was there trying to figure out what is going on. And like, well, it wouldn't have been the disciples, because because they wouldn't have, you know you know, degraded the body like that or disrespected Jesus' body like that and brought him out of the tomb naked. They wouldn't have done that. So they're there going, what is going on? And finally, John looked in and it said, he saw and he finally believed. I love this thought. That, Christianity is not just this thing that you just, you know, everyone in the room just, oh, I'm, I believe now. We look into this, right? We look into this story of Jesus Christ. We look into who God is. We look into the story of Jesus Christ and the validity of the story. And, and we look into what it means to be a Christian. And we, and we look into you know, come to church and check it out. And while we're here, a lot of the time we encounter the love of God and we go, oh, I actually want this now and I believe. You know, I think it's so important for us to check this Christianity out. You know, I don't know where you are today in your relationship with, with God, if you have one or not. But you know what, this this deal that Jesus has done for us on the cross is way too good to be true, not to check out. <laughs> you know, I like to think of it like this. If, if, if you get a letter in the mail, an official letter in the mail or by, a, or by a law firm, 
and you open this letter up and the, and the letter says, hey, this long lost relative of yours has, has left you millions and millions and millions of dollars. You'd look into it. <laughs> I guarantee you, you would look into it. You know, there's so many scams out there today. I get that, so many scams. But I guarantee you would look into it. Just like these disciples did at this moment, they looked into what is going on in this place. And I want to encourage us this morning, just as my, my first encouragement for you on, on, on Resurrection Sunday, that this deal that Jesus has done for us is too good not to look into for yourself. <laughs> that we receive eternal life in a relationship with the creator who created you and me. And that's why I, I, it is so important we look into itself because I say this all the time, if someone can talk you into it, someone can talk you out of it. <laughs> but if you come to the revelation and the understanding and encounter the love of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what anyone says in this world. It doesn't matter what goes on or what happens, that the encounter of the love of Jesus Christ is the thing that keeps me on this platform, that keeps me in, in ministry preaching the love and the truth of Jesus Christ because I know and I've encountered His love and He has it for you. You know, the, the story goes on in verse 11, and it says, Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. They, they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Aramaic Rabbanai, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have, no, I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with this news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. And I love this part of the story. Because the first thing that Jesus did when he rose from the grave, you know, if that was me, I, I, I would have made a massive show of it. <laughs> I would have organized a parade. <laughs> I, would have, I would have organized, you know, just, you know, bands lining the streets, just drums lining the streets, just this, this, this drum roll happening, and I just would have walked out with my head held high. <laughs> Look at me, I did it! <laughs> I conquered death! Lucky I'm not Jesus, right? 
the first thing that Jesus did when he rose from the grave was that he went and found someone that was in need. How amazing is that? And he met her where she was at. He met her in her pain. He met her in her tears. He met her exactly where she was at. And I love this picture. That's all right. They're looking for Easter eggs. I get it. Tristan's going to find some. Um, (laughs) Bring me back to. I'm preaching. The first thing Jesus did when he rose from the dead was he went and found and met someone where they were at and he revealed himself to her. You know, this is what the resurrected Christ wants to do with us. (laughs) He wants to meet each and every one of us where we're at and he wants to reveal himself to you. You know, and I continue to pray that he continues to reveal himself to every single person in this room today. I continue to pray that he reveals himself to every single person that he's ever created. Because that's his will. He wants to reveal himself to you and me in a real and meaningful way. God is personal. He's not this this God that is, you know, so far distant that we cannot have relationship with him, but he's a God that loves. He is a God that has that has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that we can have relationship, a personal relationship with him. And this morning, I really want to encourage you this morning that you don't have to try to be anyone different than who you are. <laughs> You don't have to try to put on a facade or there's, you don't have to try to act a certain way to be a Christian. That's, not what, that's, that's religion. You know, religion is everything that I have to do to get to God. But this day represents everything. Christianity is everything Jesus Christ has actually done to get to you and me. And he conquered the grave so that we can have a relationship with him. Please. You know, you can, you, you, can, you can be in this church, and, and I love that, you know, I, I say this all the time, that you can belong before you believe, and that you can believe before you behave. Jesus just wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to re- reveal himself to you, and he wants to start this amazing relationship. And if you have this relationship, he wants to continue to meet you where you're at. He wants to continue to encourage you, and he wants to continue to bring you into everything that he has for you. I love this, this scripture in Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, and it says, Therefore, since we have a high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Just as the band comes as I finish my message this morning. 
story goes on in, in verse 19, and it said, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And he said this. He showed them his hands. He showed them his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. You know, he doesn't only want to meet us where we're at. He actually understands where we're at. He actually understands the pain and the stuff that happens in our life. You know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ shows this because he showed his wounds. He's, he's, he, is a, he is a perfect God who showed us his wounds. And I love this picture that there's nothing that we could ever go through or there's nothing that we could have already gone through that Jesus has not already been victorious over. Jesus went to hell. <laughs> That's the lowest that you can ever go. <laughs> the lowest you can ever go. And he came back victorious through everything. And I love this picture that it doesn't matter. Like It does matter what we go through. God cares so much. And it matters so much what we're going through. But what I love is that we have a loving God who understands because he's already conquered it. He's victorious through it. And that we actually now have the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead now also lives in us. There's nothing that can ever separate us from the love of God. Nothing. You know, there's nothing that we could ever go through that Jesus has not already overcome. You know, just like that song that we sang this morning, Graves in the Gardens. He takes the dead things and he brings them to life. You know, we can have victory because Jesus is victorious. We can have forgiveness because Jesus has died for our sin. We can have relationship because Jesus has risen again. And because of this, we receive eternal life. Hey, why don't we stand to our feet this morning? I don't know where you are this morning in your relationship with God, but I want to encourage you so much that He loves you so much right where you are. He created you. And the reason He created you is so that He can have relationship with you. You may have heard this a hundred times. You may have heard this for the first time. It doesn't make it any less true. And I just want to encourage you this morning. I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but I just want you to close your eyes for a second. And I just want you to have a think about it. You know, there's this story in Acts that I love. and The disciples get brought in front of the high council. And there was this, there was this guy, they were about to stone the stone the, uh, the disciples and there was this religious leader that stood up and he said hey be careful what you do to these guys because there was men before that have claimed this and when they died all their followers just scattered and ran away because they were feared of their life as well 
And he said, hey, just be careful what you do to these guys. Because if it isn't, if he isn't who he says he is, this will all die down to nothing. But if it is who he if he is who he says he is, you might be fighting against God himself. And you know what? 2021 years on, we are still in church. We are still worshiping this man, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross, and it's not going anywhere. And we're going to continue to meet for the next 2,000 years, however long we're here, worshiping God, praising His name, thanking Him for what He's done because He's been victorious on the cross because we have relationship with Him. And this morning, if you've never made that decision to ask Jesus Christ into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. Maybe you've made this decision before and you just maybe want to recommit that decision to Him today. I want to give you the opportunity to do that and how we're going to do that. I'm just going to say a prayer and I want you to repeat that prayer after me. Remember, this is personal. It's got nothing to do with me. It has everything to do between you and God. So I'm just going to say a prayer and I'd love if you could pray this prayer with me this morning. Can we all say, Jesus, I thank you for dying on a cross for my sin and I thank you that you're victorious and you rose again on the third day. I thank you that you have a relationship for me. And today, I choose to ask you into my life. I ask for forgiveness. I thank you you love me. I thank you you died for me. And I thank you that today, I'm gonna start calling myself a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give him a round of applause. So good, so good. Oh, we're going to do that new song, Graves into Gardens, and uh, we're going to celebrate a little bit. We're going to have coffee and tea out the back and get a bit of caffeine in the bloodstream. And if you're quick, you might be able to pinch some Easter eggs off the kids if you're really quick. Now, we've got, we've got buns, hot buns out the back, hot Easter buns out the back, and uh, chocolate <laughs> and chocolate eggs and all sorts of stuff out there with the coffee. So please hang around. Have a great Resurrection Sunday, or as I called it on, yesterday, on Friday, Resurrection Thursday. So uh, uh, have a good one. Thanks, guys.